Hello, everybody. Welcome to the ODL Podcast. I'm Will Riccadello. I'm here with Dan Turner from Power of the Future. I'm proud to say, well, I'm surprised to say Eric Swalwell and Adam Schiff have not given up the evidence that they have for Russian collusion. He is running for president now, though. He is running for president. Very exciting. So maybe he'll dish when he wins. Um, so still no collusion. Barr had testimony today. We'll get into that later. First, I wanted to start with Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. There's a hearing today on, was it? Global warming, what the hell was climate? Some something. Anyway, they had a uh, uh, a thing today on that an oversight <laughs> hearing. Alexandria Ocasio Cortez said, if we don't do something in a certain number of years, twelve years, we'll all have blood on our hands. She criticized the GOP for making fun of the cow stuff and getting rid of airplanes. Um, she said, you know, this isn't in the resolution. What's in the new resolution? That's I mean, this, insane. This, this is all in the initial resolution. So we're in like phase three of the rollout. Remember their very first rollout right at the beginning of the year? That was the so FAQs, it, frequently asked questions. Yes, it was. It came out on a Friday. It was sent by her staff that was so ridiculed over the weekend that by Monday they had not only pulled it from the website, but they began this campaign. Oh, you guys are saying that's what it said, but it doesn't say that. I mean, they began this, which is like the little definition of gaslighting, right? So the newest resolution, yeah, if you want to talk about, um, you know, these, these claims of eliminating the, um, the combustion engine, right? How do farmers farm, especially if you're in rural Kansas, how do you get from point A to point B in Alaska when you don't have a combustion engine, when your next neighbor can be 15 miles away, Right. And so she talks about we're going to build a high speed rail. What the F does a high speed rail do for me in rural Nebraska? Well, Europe has it and they're really, help, uh, you, you know, earth conscious. Yeah. And, and they're so much better than we are. They are. And what cracks me up about. They've never started world wars in the 20th century. Right? What, what cracks <laughs> me up about the, the Green New Deal part of it is we already have a national high-speed rail it's called amtrak and it sucks and it runs That's high speed i can run faster than the amtrak. exactly and so. it runs 200 million dollar deficits right. every single year what where are these angels going to come from to quote milton friedman who are going to organize society for us when she gets in charge of the means of production where are we going to find these these engineer geniuses who can build a high-speed rail because well, they don't exist now but you right? discount her knowledge. She bartended for a number of years. So, and now she has preternatural understanding of all well, systems. She knows she ran a power plant. She knows a lot about nuclear power. She knows the, en- the electric grid. Yeah, it's amazing. She knows economics. She has talked about we need to start looking at farming. We need to look at crops. We need to look at fertilizer. What the F does she know about farming? Like, in all seriousness, you're from Westchester. Now you claim you're from Queens in the Bronx. I don't know anything about farming. I'm from Queens. If someone was like, what do you think we should do about crops? I would say, go find another congressman who knows what the hell they're talking about. I can tell you about subway systems or the Yankees. I can tell you about crops. I can tell you about the Mets, which is a much better team. And if you follow it, clearly you have a much better constitution than Yankee fans. It is, just a, to be. it is just amazing that there is yet to be a subject that she does not claim expertise on. Just like last week, remember when we, I asked, what is the limits of Congress? Because she thinks she's allowed to see Trump's tax returns. She's allowed to see every bit of the Mueller investigation. In her mind, there are no limits to her congressional power. In her mind, there are no limits to her intellectual power. She has the answer on everything. It's fascinating. So do you think there might be things she doesn't know? Y- yeah, I think there's... I don't th- know, man. <laughs> I don't know. She's pretty... 
She's pretty smart. You know, and, and and this whole 12 years left, I mean, that was now four months ago she said this. So we are at 11 years and eight months the, the till the end of the, of the world. The here, though, is it, and let's get an answer from you. Is there man-made global warming? Is 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 our men, are men, is humans contributing to the... Yeah, don't the, say men, you know, because yeah, that's really that's, offensive. Sorry. I didn't mean that. Really know. offensive. Um, <laughs> no, my answer is no, and that is the debate. Isn't there some science that says... That they are contributing? There is some science that says since the year 1900 till now, the oceans are about seven inches higher and the, the global temperature is about 0 0.8, 0 0.9 degrees Fahrenheit, nine degrees uh, warmer. That is understood. Right. To what extent has mankind since 1900 it's really driven not that? that known. That is, the, that there, is a, a worthy debate. Right. That is an interesting question. Now, that th this gets more into the, the, the Earth's climate is warming. That's something that most people would agree. Yes, yeah, Now, it the is. debate tends to be between you have these alarmists who are saying, I mean, I think hop on and use it as obviously a means to change the economy to say, yeah. look, we, they, I think it's part hubris and part they want power to say, look, we can do this. Like in the United States, even though we've dramatically decreased our carbon emissions and yeah. India and China keep pumping out whatever they want, obviously it's in their best interest to do so. And it's in the best interest of those uh, you know, central planners here to 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 you know to push the climate agenda, but isn't it really just like okay, the Earth is warming? That doesn't mean we need to really do anything. That could be a good thing. And yeah. wasn't there times in history where CO two has been higher well, than it is today? And you raise a great point. I think to, to the first part of your question, centri uh, collectivists, socialists, they always need an excuse to take over the means of production, yeah. right? So to say it's because of the climate that we're going to take over the energy industry, I think you're absolutely right. But the, the, the reason why Saudi Arabia has so much oil, the reason, why the, the reason why the Permian Basin in Texas, New Mexico has so much oil is because that used to be the seafloor. For some reason, millions of years ago, it cooled and it warmed again, and it clearly was not man-made, right? The Renaissance really was started because of climate change, because right. when people, when the Europeans weren't freezing and living in sludge and mud and crops began to grow, England used to have some of the best uh, wine producers before France Climate change has happened. To what extent is mankind responsible now? That is a legit and interesting question. But that's not the question we ever have. The question is, climate change is real. You deny it. So now we have to take right. over all the means. But then of what is it with the deniers then that say, well, you know what? The Earth's temperature isn't changing. I mean, it is. We, we, I mean, we it is. I, I mean, but, I, I will, but look. The, the, I, I, think, I think the denier is that, you know, they, they, they skip that middle step of... The climate is changing. Does man cause it? Therefore, Green New Deal. And the question, right, and they, right. so get rid of that middle part. Yeah. yeah. So it's like I, you think they're. I think they're hopping on a team. Absolutely. Right. right? Yeah. And, 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 and you know what interests me about the energy industry is that every major world leader, world dictator, when they get into power, that's one of the very first things they do is they nationalize energy. Just in our lifetime. Well, that's what fuels your economy. Yeah, right? Exactly. That's what Hugo Chavez did. It's right? like controlling the economy, take over energy, control the individual, take over their health. Exactly. <laughs> Stalin did that. Russia has a lot of coal. Stalin took over and he nationalized all the coal industry. That is like step one. And so I have always felt that the green movements is really based on true socialist beliefs, that they hate the fact that this industry, which undergirds the rest of the economy, really, 
is privately run publicly because it's public corporations. We can all buy shares, et cetera, but it is not state run. They yeah. hate that it is not state run. I think anyone that with a sane mind looks at it and thinks we have an emergency. There's 100,000 apprehensions at the border this month. It's a 150 uh, percent increase over last year at this time. There's clearly something going on. Obviously, we know it's because Trump stopped the zero tolerance policy. Now, instead of trying these people as criminals uh, for felons for, you know, uh, crossing the border, um, you know, now they're incentivized to come here. They know they'll be released in the country of a catch and release pro. It's de facto open borders, yeah. essentially. I was surprised even even uh, Chris Cuomo, the the brilliant anchorman from CNN, when he went down to the border, uh, I did watch that segment, and he talked to this guy who, migrant worker, who brought his seven-year-old son, and he said, well, yeah, they, you know, people told me if you bring your son, they're going to let you stay. And he even, even Chris Cuomo thought, wow, that's really bad, that that's the yeah. incentive well, to that, risk your kid's life to travel across. But, you, I mean, you're, you're also assuming they're bringing their kids. I mean, smugglers, smugglers exactly. pay people to take someone else's kid. Yeah. I mean, yeah. or they kidnap kids. It's incentivized kidnapping, uh, child smuggling, uh, the, the horrible things that happened to these yeah. kids were documented in 2014 under Obama. Which, who were the kids who were, quote-unquote, separated right. from their family was when right. they couldn't prove the kid that <laughs> this kid belonged with that family. It was just some guy... You know, that's the point of separating. Exactly. Them. That's when people. That's when they were "quote unquote" separated. But treated, again, we never tell no. the truth in these. No. The media never tells the truth. I mean, the Democrats it, never tell the you truth. You know, Melania went to the border and, and 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 she walked around. This was in this was last spring, and she was talking to the people at the shelters. And you know, some of the, the guy at the shelter said to her, "You know, some of these kids are like this is the first time they slept on a bed." Yeah. At the shelter. Yeah. They were treated better in the shelter than they were on the journey up or where they came from before. Yeah. No, it's 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 definitely a crisis of epic proportion. It's not going to go anywhere anytime soon because we're hitting the warmer months. So it's just making it easier yeah. to, to come across. But Omar thinks that you'd be a white nationalist. Well, you're not Jewish, actually, so that's not accurate. I'm not Jewish. Oh, if you're a Jew, she would attack you and call you a white she, nationalist. It's like yeah. Stephen Miller. She, the fact she called Stephen Miller a white nationalist. Hey, we have to stop throwing these awful labels around. You know, <laughs> we had a fight before we... we got on camera. Fight is an argument. We had, a, I was right. we had a very healthy argument. And I won. But you know what's good about the fact when we argue is that we still I still like I, it. It's I, not I, like, I never liked you to begin with. No, so exactly. Nothing. Um so we had a we had a pretty heated argument on the subject. But but one thing you didn't do and I didn't do, but Ilan Omar does. We have to stop throwing around these freaking labels. We have to stop calling everyone a white nationalist, well, you'd have to have an a argument. racist, a Nazi. You got to have an argument. Exactly. They and don't have one. No. What was the argument for open borders? What is their argument? Can anyone? Can you elucidate that? I. I no. I mean, would it no. be nice? I would love to know. You know, the first question. It's nice on the immigration debate. To in for the for the 2020 candidates when they come up, the first question should be: Is there a limit as to how many immigrants should be allowed to enter the country? No. Exactly. I and guess that, not. that's probably going to be their we answer. We can't have borders. So then we are just. Do you think if there the, is no America? Do you think if Israel was at our southern border, Omar would want to close the border? <laughs> I think she'd have that tighter, closed up tighter than a crab's ass if those were Jews if, down if, there. If they were trying to come across the border, Talib, they'd all want to close the border. As you know, yeah, heads Her, would spin. They'd close it so fast. It's easy to talk 9/11 because we're both New Yorkers. I had a lot of friends who died. My parents, I think they went to like 70 something. Are you just talking about no that joke. thing that those people? Did. Her comment about that was a thing that people did. Uh, that's, I mean, that's just, that's just, it's, it's sick, but it's moronic. But politically, how could you be so stupid? It's not bad politically anymore to do well, that. Not, not where probably where she's from. It's really no. not. Her district is a Somali Muslim district, and that probably plays well in her district. I, I think it but, plays well amongst liberals. I think now you probably. have there's only one religion you really can't be in this country, and it, well, two. It's Jew and a Christian. I mean, look yeah. at what they've done to Chick Fil A. You're not allowed in that 
airport. Um, I mean, it's Christians yeah. who come under attack nine times out of ten. Every day, um, and Jews. When I I spend my weekends out in rural Virginia normally, and when I drive back, I always stop at Chick Fil A. One just to patronize them because I love their business. They are by far the nicest, most efficient, best run shop imaginable. But they hate gays. Everyone. <laughs> what? Everyone <laughs> should want to go to Chick Fil A. If you're a gay basher, go eat a chicken sandwich go, go at Chick Fil A. Yeah. I actually want to carry a sign when I go in and say like, "I'm gay, eating at Chick Fil A." <laughs> you know, but why I don't, don't really they? Give so if they're shit. this like, if they're going to do this to Chick Fil A, honestly, why don't they attack, attack churches? My yeah. church doesn't sanction gay marriage. Are they bad? Should we go and egg the church and tell them, you know, fire everybody? I, I guess so. Get rid, you know? Isn't that the joys of business is that if you don't like the product they're don't selling, go. you just don't go? We don't need a city council to, quote unquote, ban the business. There's some nasty store that sells things I don't want. I don't go to the store. And if enough people have my attitude, no one poof, the store goes out of business. Well, I didn't need intervention from government. Right. Well, you're talking about like markets, right? Markets and can we talk about wages for a second? Yeah, go right before on. we go into our nasty argument again. So it was about, and I, I texted this to you after our last podcast because I like to read the comments, and you know, some of the comments are positive, some are are hostile, and that's fine. You know, like I, as long as they're smart, hostile. If just like you're a bald dick, that's not. You know, I mean, that's easy. But someone mm. made a point of. My comment, uh, we were talking about the um, minimum wage and poverty, um, and I said, what if we just paid everyone a million dollars an hour, then no one would be poor. And this guy was like, you're the dumbest idiot, no one is saying that. So, boom, he triggered my Dan point. Dan still gets mad from Facebook comments, so there, this is very... There, so his, he, he proved my point. There is a point at which you can pay someone too much for a job. So the question is, what is that point? Well, money it, has to come from somewhere, right? I don't know. What, so what is that based on? How, how do you decide what, you know, when, how God, would you tell someone um, what minimum, minimum wage is? Supply and demand? You worked in the restaurant business. Your father yeah. owned a bunch of restaurants. How do they tell the dishwasher what he made an hour? I mean, we'd have to pay him something that he would agree to and that we would agree to that also wouldn't cut into what, what our profits, which actually make us, you know, or the incentive to keeping the restaurant open. What if he had kids? What like the person that works? What if what? We yeah, don't he care was like, if, we don't care if he has kids. What if he had a really expensive car payment? Don't care, right? What if he had a, a that's mortgage? A, that's his decision. He, to has, make. he, he wouldn't come. Pay, he wouldn't take the offer. He's got to go to all that. And so this is my point with the minimum <laughs> wage thing. It's like we have to pay the the right. living wage argument. Right. What the hell is what is a living wage from here? So if you're a leftist and someone asks you that, what is a living wage? Define it as it's from not, a leftist point of view. From oh, that means if, I should yeah. be able to get health care, college, or computer. Uh, iPhone, all the food that I want to eat. I should have a one-bedroom apartment with a, all the stuff in it. I should have, you know, every piece of art that I want. Video games. Um, no job. I don't need a. No, <laughs> do I need a job? I don't know. It's a, it's a wage. I don't. Yeah, it's I, a, I don't, I, a yeah. job. Maybe a job. And that's the thing that annoys the crap out of me is when when people like and Bernie is the leader on this and Elizabeth Warren as well. They keep talking about living wage, living wage. Look at the McDonald's when they finally made them raise the minimum wage to fifteen. They fired a lot of employees and they yeah. put in those little kiosks. And now you go and you punch in. Who won? Right. What about the guy who was making six fifty an hour that lost his job because a bunch of yahoos right. said, we're going to fight to get you 15 Now none of us have a job. Well, you actually have to l earn the wage you have to produce the $15 an hour. If you can't, they made it illegal to hire you. Yeah. I, I, so who does that hurt so most? Who, who does that hurt? D disproportionately hurts, you know. Blacks, minor, other minorities, people that low skilled. It hurts the low skilled labor that they all want to come in from the uh, from Mexico what, and Central America. So, yeah, exactly. So it hurts hire them. Illegals. Right, but they. I don't think they want them to have a job. I think they want them on the government dole. I think this is what they want. 
Yeah, I just I find it amazing that these people running for Congress and uh, for President Sorry, and now we add Swalwell to well, that list. They don't understand the basic principles. It's of what worse a salary though. It's is. more sinister than that. If you can't get a job, you you don't you don't build any human capital. Yeah. Now you're 30 years old. You can't even get a minimum wage job. You've never been able to hold a job. No one will hire you. You have no experience. You what do no, you do now? You have no life skills. You whatsoever. depend on the government. Yeah. And I think human capital is really the way to individual liberty. You yeah. have to be able to take care of yourself. Politicians don't help you no it's your whatever human capital you have and what you can offer labor is something you sell and you have to find a buyer and and labor laws have made it such that underage minors it's harder and harder for them to get a job yeah. because there's too many risks involved so you do something like you shovel snow you rake leaves you do something but if you wanted to work in a restaurant bussing tables at 14 for x dollars an hour you're not gonna do it they've made it almost impossible and now when you're 21 you don't have the six years of experience exactly and you know, you're like you're starting off as a bus boy at 21 and you go to the job interview and you say i started working this restaurant at 14 and by the time i yeah, was 21 I, I was exactly and i've been here for six years and Et cetera, et cetera. So, 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 so the guy who was like, no one says we should be $100 million an hour. You proved my point, buddy. There is, you can't just fucking make up these numbers, right? Yeah. You can't so, just make up the numbers of what your wage so is. So economics, like money, wealth is created. It doesn't just, you can't just mandate wealth. You can't say, well, you, if you could just mandate $1,000 an hour of fit five, that just make a law where no one can be poor. Yeah. Then it would that no they would eradicate poverty tomorrow. You'd love to ask them if you can if you can create wealth. Where did Jeff Bezos get his mm -hmm. one hundred and sixty five billion dollars from? Who did he steal it from? Like, well, he, did he? Well, we we all bought his products. Yeah, but we didn't buy one hundred and sixty five billion. Oh, so that the wealth was created by this company that came from nothing that all of us contributed to through our purchases and transactions of goods and services. So so wealth can be created. Right. So they would understand that concept. But then this other slide slightly esoteric concept of wage clueless right and in, in, in economics you set a minimum you set a minimum price for something you always get a surplus and if you set a maximum you always get a shortage i mean look what they did with gold they said fdr set a maximum price i believe it was 35 dollars an ounce you get a shortage of gold yeah you do the set you set a minimum price on labor and you're going to have a shortage it's and all about equilibrium supply and demand it's a very simple economic concept they did this with the sh with gas shortages uh, what price and price and wage controls in the seventies under Nixon, who was a, who also another halfwit, <laughs> and another just, economic illiterate. Just anyone running for president when they keep talking about this this living wage. Yeah, we just have to keep throwing in arguments that that the average folks, because we have an educated audience, right? You're, yeah, you're the followers know on economics. OBL they know, know what they're talking yeah. about, but this UA. nonsense of. Mm -hmm. But I have two kids at home. Doesn't matter. I have a mansion at yeah. home. Doesn't matter. Well, you make those your, decisions your based labor, on how much you can earn. Yes, yeah. your labor you is not things. reflexive right. of your quality of right. life. I think your people need to understand that you make those decisions based on your human capital and what what your labor that you sell is able to command in the marketplace. I don't have kids. I've been poor. I haven't been able to afford kids. Yeah. That used to be what people would do is I can't afford a family, therefore I can't have one. But now, you know, you have a kid, you get some money, your household income upticks, the government pays for whatever you need. And that seems to incentivize a lot of people to have more kids than they otherwise would. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, price and wage, they're all perverted. That's why you have this uh, misallocation of resources. And that's what causes business cycles. And some of the biggest organizations in this city 
are driving that of for course. perverse reasons. The Chamber of Commerce. Power. Right? They, they want these, open borders. These are organizations. Yeah, they don't they're not capitalists. No. That's the probably the most polluted, just right. like white nationalist yeah. or other <laughs> phrases. Those are one of the most polluted terms. Right. What, what Businesses we, hate capitalism. They hate competition. <laughs> That's what, but it's all about com- capitalism's about competition, yeah. markets, and what what who's going to hate competition? Businesses. Yeah. They don't want anyone to compete with them. They want the market to themselves. They hate capitalism. This idea that somehow, oh, you're a capitalist and you're no, you know, and uh, you, that you, you hoard your money. No, they hate capitalism. They don't want anyone to come in and compete. They don't want to have to innovate. That takes yeah. investment and work. And if they can get government to pass a couple of convenient laws to Barriers drive out to their entry, yeah, exactly. You know, you were talking antitrust laws. That's what the whole system set up. Remember, for. we were talking about the Amazon thing back in New York before this wasn't on 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 the show, just in, in socially. And you were saying how my family's had businesses in New York for generations. We never got a friggin' tax incentive to come there. No. Why does Amazon get? We've this only huge been tax taxed incentive? for being there. <laughs> Not once did we tax break. That wasn't a thing. Exactly. You know what I mean? And and for my family, they never took money from the government. Government. No. So it was how do I, my father had to work three jobs. Yeah. It wasn't like, yeah, let's get some, uh, you know, government uh, uh, cheese. It was I had to get more jobs. He had to work for the town to get health care. We didn't have health care, you know, through the restaurant. That wasn't a thing. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I mean, people respond, to, obviously, to incentives and constraints. Again, that's why there's a problem on the border. There's an incentive to come here, and we there's can't get incentive. rid of the incentive. Yeah. And Trump said it today. I got rid of the zero tolerance policy. That's why there's that stopped people from coming. I got rid of it. Now we have more. I said it many times. I went on the Andrew Wilkow show and said, look, this is going to make more people come here. More kids are going to be put in harm's way. And you have the Democrats that only care about their own incentives. They don't care about these people at the border or what they've gone through. They yeah. don't care about kids who are kidnapped or pe- people that sell their kids to smugglers and try to smuggle drugs in. Yeah. You have the cartel literally using them to get drugs Every in. Every time you see a photo of one of the caravans coming across the border, um, I think the left looks at them and says, these are people that are looking for a better life and blah, blah, blah. I understand where their heart is at. It's, it's, it's wrong, but I understand it. But we need to look at it and say, every one of these people needs food, water, clothing, shelter. Most of them need medical attention. Right, you get you get released. The first thing you do if you have kids is you go to the hospital because you know the ER has to well, by law treat your kids. Yep. Now I'm getting that's braces. I'm getting, yeah. Where where's this magic money coming from? Well, well it's, you, it's stretching our resources. What did AOC say? Yeah. Well, how are we going to pay for the Green New Deal? We're going to we'll print, print money. Print more money. The, right? I love how they call it. They got MMT, modern monetary theory. Like what? Like it, first of all, it's not modern. How many places have, throughout history have tried to build? You know what? We'll just print yeah. more money, and then you get yeah. hyperinflation, and then you, your money's useless, and you get a, a complete crash in the market. Yeah, you know what I mean. How many times we see it in Venezuela hyperinflation, the Weimar Republic? Uh, it worked great in the Weimar Republic. Yeah, it worked really great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That worked out really well, as you could see. Well, as you talked about the, the, the other day, economic policy is monetary. Fiscal policy is monetary yeah. policy. So it's the same deal. But it, not the, it's it, 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 fiscal policy. Does does influence monetary policy, particularly when you have bureaucrats uh, who have this, share the same ideology as the uh, uh, those people who are in the Fed board here in particular. However, monetary policy is not necessarily fiscal policy, and modern monetary theory is saying that fiscal policy can solve monetary policy. It's not at all true yeah. that somehow you know taking certain measures from a fiscal standpoint can alleviate. Inflation is actually laughable to an like that's actually quite laughable. I see Austin Goolsby on oh, on TV Christ. quite a bit, and to think that he sits in the the chair once held by Milton Friedman yeah. at, at the University of Chicago is just mind boggling. Yeah. And you know what? To a degree, now they have these uh, reserve. You know, they have uh, they pay interest on reserves. It's kind of the system now where we have 
the Federal Reserve paying banks to keep more money in the bank, not to circulate it. And then you have them keeping interest rates really low. So there's these two opposite forces acting on the monetary supply. And it's like, why are you getting this involved? Now you have two competing them. You have two competing forces. Get rid of. How about you just tighten the mon- the the, the uh, uh, money supply, raise interest rates, and just get rid of the uh, the reserve requirements completely. Well, like stop yeah. touching things. Yeah. They kept this happened in two thousand eight under Obama. Stop they started tinkering. The stop yeah. touching everything. Then it's like you have to have this policy yeah. to counteract that policy. So you yeah. need one solution after another because the government keeps uh, one solution creates another problem. Yeah, it's like when you were a kid and you had a zit and your mom was like, "Stop yeah. touching it. You're just gonna make it. Yeah. Like, leave it alone. This isn't and great. You, yeah. This isn't great. But if you just leave it alone, it will go away. But they see the slightest blip in the market and they're like, "Oh boy, get the board of governors. We got to do something. We've got to cut. Yeah. Intru- we've got to raise interest rates. We've got." to uh, raise bank and, and, just, and they just fuck with the system nonsense. So do you see this whole thing with Nielsen today? Christian Nielsen, the, D, the former DHS secretary. I don't know if you saw this. I didn't ask you before the show, but she apparently, Trump got rid of her because she apparently protected these elements that were kind of anti-Trump in the DHS. I don't know how true that is, but to some degree it was like some people that were anti-Trump that Trump wanted to get rid of, she wouldn't do it. Oh. I think part of it also was, I, I, I don't know if it was a good idea to get rid of her. Perhaps it was. I don't know enough. But the problems at the border really can't aren't really something that she can solve. Um, a wall could solve some of yeah. them because you can't get in here to claim asylum. But what the, else could she do? There's there's obviously a, a lot of things to discuss about the Trump presidency. But one of the things I think he brings, which I admire, is that he is running it like a business. And if you were on the job for six weeks but you sucked, yeah. you'd get fired. And this idea that we have, and growing up this is the way it was, right? You are a cabinet member for the whole term. And then when there's an election, then you ceremoniously yeah. step down. Remember um, after the, um, gosh, what the hell year? It was 2006. Bush got destroyed in the re-election. And he was the uh, Secretary the of Defense. Yeah. Um, Gates? Old, uh, no, even before that. Um, oh. The older guy, he was he was also... Rumsfeld. Rumsfeld. Right? Rummy. Like, and you, the next day, you tend to your resignation. Yeah. And it was all... If Trump doesn't like the way you're doing it as an executive, yeah. you're gone. I just don't know. I don't know what else. Look, now there are reports that came out. There are other reasons. There's nothing else that she can do. There's one reason. You serve at the pleasure of the president. No, I, and, I get. I a, got you. But yeah. I'm saying, like, insofar as what's it going to change, I get that you want to make moves. The real reason why this happened is Trump caved on the zero tolerance policy. Probably. That's the real reason. And there was not much else she could do. I know he wanted. There were reports saying that he wanted to reinstate it. She fought him on it. You know, I, but because he issued an executive order, I mean, obviously he can get rid of the executive order. He can um, reinstate the pot. I mean, it's part of the law. Um, you had this whole Flores well, decree and in court decision. Yeah, exactly. Like he tried to get rid of it, and the judge yeah, you didn't yeah. let him. So yeah. The judge said you have to enforce. I mean, the they law. couldn't let him get rid of his own executive order on yeah. DACA either. Exactly. So you have these activist courts stopping everything too. It's a real mess, and Congress has really abdicated their duty. Dan Crenshaw said it today. It's like Congress doesn't care. This is what they want to happen. Yeah. At this point, you know that there are elements in government they want this to happen. Yeah. This is a political issue, not one of of sovereignty. No, not at all. And and it's it, globalism. They're outsourcing our sovereignty to. It, other countries. I mean, the, the, the issue of the, the incentives for going back to illegal immigration, the incentives for illegal immigrants to come here can be remedied with a very quick legislative session. Very and quick, neither yep. right nor left. I have yet to see any congressman, even the most conservative, I have yet to see anyone bring forward a bill that yeah, says, that's true. here is a law that says if you claim asylum, you must do so like in the in the uh, the consulate of the nation before you leave. Yeah. Otherwise, it is, it is For it not. For it to come out of committee now, it's going to have to be led by a Democrat. Yeah. 
But it's, I don't think you're going to see that happen. But I'd like to see a Republican even introduce it. I well, it would have to come out of committee. Let's who knows. I mean, they can introduce it to us and say, "Hey, I have a bill." Yeah. I don't know if it'll ever get it to a floor vote. What about on the Senate side? This isn't a fiscal that they issue. They can that the Senate should do something. The, they should you, start you know, it up. I, I just I, so I I think you're right. Both sides have an interest in this, right? Whether it's political, whether it's electoral. Well, for, the for years they haven't done anything about it. They were both no, fighting for the Hispanic no. vote. No. That's all they cared about. They yeah. don't care about your sovereignty. They care about his, a, a, a sector of the of, of people hispanics who they say well they're going to punish us for this as if they're not americans yeah. as if they don't want to protect like they think they know what they want yeah. like these people who cares where they're from if they're an american citizen they're going to want to protect their sovereignty they're going to want to protect their borders right yeah. this whole we're a nation of immigrants is such bullshit it's we're a nation of citizens we are a nation of citizens and and you know my ancestors who came here all came here illegally right, and same. were and were fingerprinted or the equivalent yeah. of Ellis Island my like great grandmother stayed four extra days at Ellis Island right. cuz she had conjunctive itis and she was in quarantine Lice, you're quarantined and, and they were stripped and they were Are you a political radical? Yeah, get lost. A, they sent a lot of people home. They stood in lines and Ellis Island was not you get off the boat you walk yeah, across the island. They sent a lot of leave. people out of here. You spent a lot of time on the island to make sure who was coming in they did let in illiterate people my grandfather got in here he signed everything with an x <laughs> oh my grandfather well my grandfather was seven but he didn't know yeah yeah he, yeah. he didn't read or write he didn't have shoes yeah it's true you know so uh, so this whole we are a nation of immigrants we're a nation of legal immigrants yeah um and 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 i take a lot of offense at that that idea that somehow they just waltzed in from sicily and were greeted with open arms and also they got can i say dick on the podcast they yeah. got dick from the government <laughs> They didn't get well, there government. Wasn't, there wasn't exactly. any of that. Exactly. Well, you had to... Like, Welcome to America, a, get a job. A lot he, of it... He worked at right. starting at seven. A lot of it is you had to have... You had to prove that you had resources here. You had to prove you had family, somewhere yep. to go to stay, someone that would take care of you, that you would be able to get a job. You weren't just like, hey, come in and, well, you know, use our stuff. Yeah. It was, can you produce... Can you come here? Can you work? Who are you staying with? And you had to show proof yeah. that oh, my family's here. That's who I'll be staying with. Yeah. There was none of these welfare programs and so and, on. And then I think the part that I find most amazing is that at least for, for that generation, when the Great War broke out, they all fought as Americans yep. back in the country, yep. at least in Italy, on my mother's side of the family, back in the country they immigrated from. They, and they were put thing, on Italian uniforms. There were problems, too, when they got here because there was such a, they came at such an increased rate, particularly amongst Italians. They they shut themselves off. Yeah, in New York and, and San Francisco, they didn't they, do a great job. They didn't the assimilate. Language. They did not. They lived largely backwards. They imported a lot of their backwards uh, habits from their homeland. <laughs> it wasn't. It really was. It was the fellow who in in in. Um, in San Francisco, I forget his name, Giannini, the fellow of Bank of Italy, now Bank of America. Oh, yeah, yeah. He assimilated. He imp he implored them to assimilate in San yep. Francisco. They were a very quiet community. They wouldn't talk to cops. Yep, that's why they called it Bank of America. That's why the mafia yep. preyed on these communities. Yeah. In Louisiana, the mafia preyed on the community. They wouldn't talk to anybody. That's what the coyotes are doing in the yep. illegal communities. That's what they're doing. So you have, they have to come in here to a rate where they assimilate into the larger culture. Um, I, you know, I'm telling you, Italians, the Irish imported cholera. They lived in ghettos and communities. They came in at too high of a rate where they should have come in at a, sm at a, at a smaller rate. And in they order were to escaping a famine. They, right. weren't, they weren't coming here because right. like Ireland was just no exactly. longer fun. They were starving. Exactly. 
and yet not all of them were also allowed into the country. And in Italy, they were, there was corruption and crime, and the same thing was going on. And they imported it here because we yeah. let too many in at the center. And I'm talking about my ancestors. Yep. Yeah, yeah. The word you know, mafia came from uh, Louisiana. It was first a problem. In New York, they were assimilated. It was an Italian-American police officer that implored uh, the, the uh, Italians to assimilate in New York. Yeah. So this didn't, stuff didn't... There were problems no. when they came here. We've been doing this for a long time. This isn't we, new, yeah. No, it isn't. But, I, but how come we can't have this conversation when it comes to the issue right now? Well, because everything's racist, you see. I remember I was in class and I said, so, I mean, Italians were largely discriminated against. And, and to some... I'm, look, I'm not going to say all of it was legitimate, yeah. but look, you know, you had the mafia overrun in Louisiana. That, that was a huge problem down there. Then you had 12 Italians who were uh, lynched. Uh, uh, a politician did it. Teddy Roosevelt uh, at the time said it was a rather good thing. <laughs> you know, this is what went on. Teddy was not a big fan no, of the no, Italians. Not a, big fan of the, not a big fan of the Italians, the Catholics. They were not a huge fan. So, I mean, look, you know, this was a problem. My teacher in class was like, you know, well, when they assimilated, you see, they became white. And I was like, what What do you mean? So like when they, and when Italians first got here, they all voted Democrat. Yeah. It wasn't until they assimilated that you started to see half Democrat, half Republican. You see, so if you, if you stop assimilating, if you discourage assimilation, you'll get a, you'll, they'll vote for one party and it tends to be the party that, you know. Gives them free shit. Right. As it is now. So this stuff has happened in history. It's like they don't encourage assimilation. They actually have racial front groups that, that are like, oh, your heritage is this and that. Well, why are you importing your culture that you fled. Why yeah. are you importing it here? Yeah. You know, I always love the argument when people say, oh, um, you know, there's illegal immigrants here that commit crimes. They're like, well, we have people here that commit crimes. And I said, that's exactly why we shouldn't import more of it. Yeah. Why do you, yeah, I know that. So why do we import it from other countries? Yeah. Like, well, I'd love for those criminals in our country to go somewhere else and commit crimes. I just, I find, that it's interesting that she said that you, that's when I, Italians became white because... That's what the, that, this is this postmodern drivel. My my Irish, one side of the family, never thought the Italian side of the family ever was white. So sure. they'd be happy to know that they were considered white. Yeah. Because the Irish and the Italians... They didn't, my grandfather had to elope, married an Irishman. You know what's funny? So that's we're both Irish-Italian. We're both yeah. half Irish, half Italian. Well, no, I'm, I'm a quarter Irish, but that, I, really I look... You a quarter? I'm only well, you, a quarter. You got all of it. But... That's why I look good. Yeah. <laughs> you see, I don't look like a, you know. Never mind. Yeah, thank yeah, you. Yeah, I, yeah, that's yeah. why I tan well. I'm half, like a real, half and half. Real greaseball. You know, all this shit with Mike Pence. I don't know. First, what they tried to say is he was for electroshock therapy for gays, right? He wanted to put him in uh, electroshock therapy. That was a rumor. I'm totally debunked. Oh, this is all garbage. Um, he's a Christian guy. There's a lot of Christians in this country. I'm a Catholic. I understand, you know, they keep attacking him on this gay. He's never said anything to Buttigieg no. about being gay. I think the only things he's ever said is he lauded the guy, is easy to work with, praised him. Wished him well when he was going Wished off to well. Afghanistan. Now, he had, for some reason, he's, he's Buttigieg, who is gay, is launching these attacks against Pence, like on his character, to, to a degree, his character and his yeah. religion. And this happens quite a bit with Mike, but they, they see him as like, he's the person to attack. Yeah. Do you remember the uh, the Olympic ice skater? The, yes. The same that deal. That was nuts. Right? And, and and he said, what do you think about Mike Pence? And Mike Pence, blah, blah, blah. And they said, Mike Pence, what do you think about the skater? And he said, I hope he does well in the Olympics. I'm proud of him. He's representing our country. And they went back to that guy. And he was like, Mike Pence, blah, 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 blah. So they just like to attack Mike Pence. Look, look the, the, the problem with the political gaze and the political gaze is that inherent to their identity is victimhood. And as soon as you eliminate victimhood, 
you yeah, have they're the, threatened. You have the yeah. awful responsibility of being like everybody else. See, now you can't attack Mike Boo, the judge, on mm-hmm. his ideas because his ideas are always caveated by the fact that he's gay. Well, the left doesn't think he's gay enough. Well, but, but, but that's my point, though, from the identity perspective. You can always get away with a little bit because you play the, well, I'm gay and I'm a victim and I'm assimilating and it's hard and my struggles and I had to come out and blah, blah, blah. But as soon as you are truly equal, as soon as you are treated like everybody else, now you get judged by those standards and gay people don't want that. And I'm gay, by the way, before this gets edited out of context and someone's like, you homophobe, I, I talk about this authoritatively, so get the fuck off my back. As soon as you are truly equal, now you are like everybody else. And gay why, people don't want that. They want preferential treatment. Why do they political, hate Christians? Political like, gays want preferential treatment. Why do they... Chris, just as a faith, this is a thing where there's an awful lot of Christian bigotry. Christians have been perse- they're persecuted all over the world. Uh, Muslims feel the same way. Yep. But obviously, not to the degree that... Look, you know, here we have... There's gay marriage here. This is a Christian society. This is based on Christian, Judeo-Christian principles. This is a liberal democracy. This is a liberal republic or a, a liberal democracy here in the West. You know, Islam doesn't treat gays the same way we would we do here, do they? No. So why is it that Christians are always attacked? Why isn't Ilian Omar attacked? For why being, is no one going basher? after the Sultan of Brunei, right. who's who just announced their new laws to but stone what, gay? People? Has anyone asked Talib her stance on gay? Does she support it's gay a, marriage? She religiously she couldn't. Right, you know, so, I'm sure she talks about it, but she belongs to a religion. Look, you can belong to the Catholic faith, and it doesn't tell you to throw gay people off the roof right? of a building. It says that they are cre- they are committing a sin. It says that they don't. Right, it's an action. Their, it's a behavior. It's their, not their, an identity. Their marriage, they, yeah. but it doesn't say that you should punish right. them or stone them. He's, and that's the right. frustrating. I remember thing someone is that, asked a priest. They said, "Do you allow gay people in your church?" He said, "There's no such thing." And the woman's like, what do you mean? He goes, you know, this is a behavior, homosexual, but it's behavior. We don't judge people based on their everybody's sins. Everyone's yeah. welcome in the church. They couldn't wrap their head around yeah, that. Yeah, and they're not going to allow you to have a sacramental right. marriage, but you also right. can't have a sacramental marriage with a goat. Uh, oh, yeah. Right? You right. can't have a sacramental marriage with someone underage. Yep. You with can't a family have a, member. You can't have a sacramental marriage with someone who is mentally a handicapped. Member, yeah. A family member. So there are caveats, right. and that's not enough. But again, the gays don't want to be treated And you can only like have it with one person. Yeah. So you have to discriminate against everybody the else. Political Gays do not want to be treated like everybody else. They want to be treated special Why? because that's part of being a victim. It's part of victim. It's like, status. do you think people search like, oh, I, and this is why I can't do what. This is why I can't make it. Or they? Do you think they attach to, the, to that party like the Demo- like most gays being Democrats? Do you think they attach to the party because it affords them more power? Yeah, I think so. I mean, especially here in D.C., you know how many people are politically gay as a job. That's what they do. I don't even know what that they, means. They, they work like, for gay. Right, they're like the, the, the Jesse Jacksons of gays? Yes, okay. exactly. <laughs> they work for HRC. They work for one of these other large gay groups. They work as like the LGBTQ. Don't even get me started on the tree, on the T. That's a whole, that's another conversation. But we'll does it, now, uh, now but, I want to actually talk but, about but, that. But, but, so, but they do this for a living. They talk about gay issues. What is the gay issue? I want a tax break. Is that a gay issue? Right, I, I'm sick of the, the fact that my mortgage insurance keeps going through the roof. Is that a gay issue? There's no such thing as LGBTQ issues, right. but they make these I, issues. I agree. Yeah, exactly. Gay people don't want to be treated like everyone else. They want to be treated not not all. 
a lot of the politically gay, the left gay does not when want I to be treated like When I engage in transactions or politics, I don't really know the sex acts the person engages in. I really don't want to know. And remember what we just said earlier about, about business isn't the best thing you don't need. I, I don't need to know that. You don't need to have a city council right. discriminate on the Chick-fil-A. Because right. if enough people stop going there, they don't care. I go to Chick-fil-A. They never once are like, I'm sorry, did you sleep with a man last night? Yeah. They're like, what can I get you? Let me bring it over are to you, you sir. Are you sure? What are you going to do with that Chick-fil-A sauce? Maybe an <laughs> You know, they don't ever ask me those questions. Maybe in airports they me. do because they don't let them in airports. But yeah. I think this is, look, this is going to grow into more anti-Christian uh, uh, bigotry as far as I'm concerned. Is. And this idea that if you're faithful, that somehow you're just by virtue of your faith, yeah. you're a bigot, yeah. I think is, is, is sick. I think it's, dis I think it's a truly sick. And those people need special help. Exactly. And, and you know, I, I give a lot of credit to Mike Pence, who has never once How? lashed out. He has never once said anything. He just, like, rolls with it and is like, well, they're going to say mean things about me. And he, he needs just, to be a he, fighter. He needs to he fight goes back. On. Uh, you know, Trump, I wish he would. I, I wish he'd take a little bit of a page out of the president's book and, and just... You could do it in the classy way, throw, yeah. Throw a punch back. Because the problem with gay people also is they were not hit enough. Yeah. You know, like you, you I'm not I, gonna say anything I run about into that. these little like gay twinky things at, at <laughs> bar. Well, I don't go to those bars anymore, but I used to. And their problem sometimes you need a good like punch yeah. in the nose. I think that's and it teaches you to stop I being a bitch. I think that's everyone. Absolutely. I think that's absolutely everybody needs absolutely. a good smack. I mean, my old man gave me a smack every once in a while. I deserved it. Oh. But yeah, you grow I was, up and you get smacked for this. I was leaving a bar once, <laughs> JR's. It's like the like like the gay sports bar. And I I dress like this because I'm I'm not the gayest of gay dudes. And I was walking out, I was going to have a cigarette outside, and this 24-year-old in like his little tank top and he had his buttons and he had his and he came up to me and he was like, This is our bar, okay? You're not welcome here. What I, does that even my, mean? My friend, because he thought I was straight. My friend literally grabbed my arm and was like, no, 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 no. Because I was like, who the f who the hell do you think you are so going up to someone else? he was bigoted else? against you. Exactly, because <laughs> I didn't play, the, I, didn't, I didn't look the part. Gay people are the worst. I mean, it's it's miserable. It's, well, that, it's, but see, I think well, it's like, it's miserable. It's part of now, they want to be like this protected class that it's the, again, it's an, it's this whole identity thing. Yeah. And that, like, and, I yeah, and no one cares. It's an identify with, and I think that's what a lot of people do is, yeah, you know, this is all this group identity. It's and the sick. courts have done a great disservice to the gay movement, so to speak, because since marriage was not brought about in a legitimate way, and it was moving that direction, it, it, it it's never going to be. Reconciled. I believe thirteen states. Look, everyone needs to understand that marriage was inherited by the state. Yeah. We did it did not create it. Marriage was a religious uh, uh, thing, it, and the only reason the state recognized it is they had an interest. Insofar as there was a public, there was an outcome that could have became a public charge. That's yeah. the only reason yeah. it recognized it. was a contract. It. Right. It was an con economic contract that the woman would, would leverage her, her biological uh, ability to have children against the, the, the guy's productive capabilities. Yeah. So that this way you would have an equitable exchange of resources and the kid wouldn't become a burden on someone else on the community. Um, and you're right. I mean, look, the judge really rammed this down the throat of the country. It was moving in that 13 states at the time. Uh, were, had uh, some version of gay marriage or civil union, which gave them all the same rights. Some had yeah. civil unions, gave them all the same things, but they wanted marriage. They wanted the word. They, it wasn't about uh, uh, anything else. It was really about the word, and they were going to get it one way or another. You know what I mean? And religious people and the process be damned. You're a yeah. bigot if you didn't agree. Yeah. You know, that's really what it turned into. And it's like, so my entire church, my faith, I'm a bigot because and this I. Is, this is the problem with activist courts. 
That oh right. yeah, this is the problem with. Well, they did with, it with Roe White Free Wade. Exactly. This is usurping democracy. We'll take your comments, questions. We did, you know, we did it the last time with the wage question. The guy who said, you know, the mocked him, and he read the comments and got all upset about it. You can, <laughs> you could just make, you know, mention the comments. We'll we'll address it on the show. We'll say your name. Thanks for watching. You can find us on iTunes. This is Daniel Turner with Power of the Future. Thanks for having us. And uh, thank you for welcoming us into your homes. <laughs> Dude, fuck you. <laughs>